0: Welcome to episode four of season seven of the Simplify and Multiply Show. And this season, as you know, is all about writing a book that builds your business. And today's guest is going to be the epitome of that theme. And that is Kathy Fajok. Kathy has helped hundreds of authors take their ideas and put them in book format so that it builds their business. And she has a lot of really powerful things and practical advice on what to do, including an idea that like was a gold nugget that I will start using for every book that I write from here on forward. And you're gonna love it, so let's give a listen to Kathy.
1: If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply Show, hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply Show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur.
0: Hey there, solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. Hey, hey, Kathy. Thank you so much for joining me on the Simplify and Multiply show. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. I'm doing yeah. great, Terry. It's great to be here. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad to have
0: you. You know, I th- I think I've developed the this season, this season's theme for you <laughs> and around you and what you I do.
2: I love that. I love that. <laughs> I feel very honored.
0: <laughs> well, I'm telling you, you know, it's... It, when I grew up, I, I loved to write, you know, when I was a little kid and stuff. And I can remember, I think I created my first book when I was like nine years old and it was all about these animals and I rhymed their <laughs> names. And I remember tying the pages together with yarn and I called it like the animal diary. So I published at nine years old. <laughs> nice.
2: Nice. And
0: I, so I've always loved to write. And being in business now as a solopreneur for 14, going on 15 years, Um, I've really seen how books can be incredibly powerful in building your business, which is why I wanted to develop this, uh, focus on that for this particular season. Mm -hmm. So I had to have you on because this is exactly what you do for your clients. (laughs) And you have helped hundreds of people go from their idea to a published work that has built their business. So why don't you just tell me a little bit about what that journey's been like for you because you're a solopreneur too.
2: I am, I am, because I feel like I've modeled for my clients what they can do with a book. Um, Because it was actually uh, in the spring of 2013, I was working for somebody else, I was really unhappy, I wanted to break free, I wanted to do something else, I knew I wanted to reinvent myself, but had no clue as to what to do, and I get a call from my chapter of the National Speakers Association. And the president says, Kathy, I heard a rumor that you wrote your book in less than six weeks. Is that right? And I said, Actually, yeah, I wrote four of my five books at the time in less than six weeks. And he said, <laughs> Do you meanwhile, have the a-? listener,
0: my listener is going, Oh my oh, God, really?
2: I know. I know. And he said, Do you have a process? And I thought for a moment, and I thought, Yeah, you know, I guess I do have a process. He said, would you be willing to give a program for a chapter about your process? I'm like, oh, I would love to do that. He said, before you say yes, he said, uh, what I'd really like to know, we have two of our chapter members who are working on their books. Would you be willing to coach them using your process and then give a program? I'm like, okay, you had me at give a program, yeah. so <laughs> I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. That's awesome. And uh so as I started working with these two women, uh, they both said to me independently, have you ever thought about being a book coach? And I thought, um, no, <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> what what is a book coach? Is there such a thing? Is there a need? They yeah. assured me. I know. They assured me that there was because so many uh, folks know they want to write a book. It's a bucket list item. And but they don't know how to get started or they get started and they don't know how to get it across the finish line and so I said, Okay, this is this is kinda cool. So I uh long story short, I gave my program for my chapter and once again my friends came up to me and said, Have you ever thought about being a book coach? <laughs> <laughs> I said, Okay, I know what my reinvention is gonna be. But of yeah, course, the universe in order, answered. <laughs> yes. But you know, in order to get from where I was as a human resources consultant, speaker, trainer, I needed to write the book about how to write the book. So I had to prove again and I, you know I was telling somebody about, oh yeah about how to do it in 6 weeks they said well you know, you know you're going to be held to the same standard you know Yeah. So it was like okay this is going to be good because I was working for a consulting group I had a full-time job I was putting my business plan together another full-time job and Goodness now I'm, oh my gosh I'm writing the book. Uh somebody asked me um uh, about my work-life balance during that time, I was like, "Well, there was no, balance? There was no." What do you mean, balance? balance? There's work no, and there's life. No, it. Yeah, <laughs> it was it's work. Work, life. <laughs> work, and uh, but but you know, in six weeks, I did get it done, and so uh, now, not all of my clients do it in six weeks. Usually, my my coaching practice is for a six month period, but um, but I have a lot of people that do get their books written really, really quickly.
0: Oh, that's amazing. So it's, you know, and it's one of those things where you're you're putting your money where your mouth is, you know, when you have a process of doing things. And it's funny, because part of my business developed that way. And it's like we don't realize that we're using a process when we're doing it. We're just doing it because right. we feel we know it and this is yeah. how we go about it. But it truly is a process. And when you can take the way you approach something in your business or anything, for that matter, even if it's making mm-hmm. a red velvet cake, right, you have a mm-hmm. unique process. And being able to document that and make that consumable for other people is really powerful to be able to do that.
2: Yeah. So it's it's been my joy. And what's funny, you know, you said you like to write. I actually have never liked to write.
0: (laughs) That is unbelievable. (laughs) Seriously, right now? I know. Yeah, I know. (laughs)
2: Even though I am the author of nine books and I am a book coach, I do not really like to write, which maybe makes me a better book coach because I get it. You know, for people, many of my, my folks are solopreneurs. They are experts at what they know and what they do. And they know that writing a book would be really powerful for their business. But the idea of writing it is just sort of like torture. So yeah. I, I, I totally get it. And I can empathize with them along the way mm. and help them figure out the fastest way to get it done.
0: Yeah, I believe it because I've, I've been like you. You know, I, <laughs> I've, I think the fastest I ever wrote a book was uh, four weeks. And that was my confident entrepreneur. And it was a, a nonfiction kind of how to a little part. When I write, it's like I do practical and I include a lot of memoir yeah. story, Yeah, you know, because <laughs> I can only relate to my own experiences. Right. So of course. and and I think that's what I enjoy about it is I can reflect back and do some storytelling. And that's what I enjoy when I'm writing. But it's funny that I believe that, and I'd like to talk a little bit about this before we get into some more of the practical things around business and, and publishing. Um, the last season I did on the show was a, how beliefs shape your business. And I will tell you right now, I, the people I encounter who are like, oh, I've always wanted to write a book, or oh, I tried writing, or oh, I started a book, their belief system, their mindset, their, their head junk, <laughs> you know, gets in the way because there's yeah. so much chatter and opinion around uh, are they a good writer is what they're writing, you know, so valuable? how do you,
2: is it, yeah. Yeah. Oh.
0: yeah. How do you coach your authors to move through that and work with that and embrace
2: it? <laughs> You're right. Because, you know, what's interesting is I thought that my work as a book coach would be about process and about helping people learn the process and go through the process. But really it's about clearing out the head junk <laughs> yeah. because there are so many folks who come to me they have this great idea but yet this negative voice is saying uh, who do you think you are you can't write Did anybody yeah. ever tell you you could write yeah. and all of this stuff so that is probably my number one job as a book coach is to be your cheerleader and to help you change your self-talk so that you are um not holding on to those self-limiting beliefs.
0: Okay, so when when we do your micro training inside Pappy Club, okay? Uh-huh. So this is this is an official record for my listener, right? I'm trying okay. to get Kathy to yeah. create some training <laughs> for Pappy Club. I'm going to have you do two different trainings. One is going to be on the your process and then the other's going to be on clearing out that head junk because you got to deal with that first. You really do you
2: really writing do.
0: is so intimate. It is so intimate.
2: It is, and even if you're writing about your expertise, you're still. And this is what I real realized in writing my very first book. Uh, I was having these dreams. They were imposter syndrome dreams that I came mm, to learn later. Oh, I mean, yeah. naked dreams. You know, you're in with yeah. work and and you're naked and and uh, fully exposed. What yeah. it, fully exposed. And uh, and I was thinking to myself, well, this isn't me. I'm not a corporate woman promoted to a, to a visible place. But then I thought, oh, I'm writing a book. And what is that? That is, I, and these were the words that came to me. I'm revealing for the world my level of incompetence. I Interesting. I'm revealing for the world. Not how smart I was. Not the fact that I was the first person to write a book on the aging workforce. Uh, back in, I wrote it in 89. It was published in 1990. Um, Never mind that I was the first, but that was the head junk that was going through my head. Wow. And then I had to deal with that. And then it's like, well, what do I know? Do what, do I know this is true? Do people need to know this? I had to work my, my, uh, my head through, uh, embracing the fact that, yeah, I was br- revealing how little I knew, but I was also revealing how much I knew. And yeah. that was okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, glass half full, half empty. Totally. I get that. Oh, man, that's incredible. And you know, what's really cool about that is we're not aware of it. We just have this belief that, no, I don't know how to write and I can't do that. I don't know enough stuff to put in a book or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. But until we stop and say, wait a minute, maybe I'm in my own way. How do I get Mm -hmm. out of my own way? And then you start, you know, whether you have your own coach or whether you just do your self-examination, you start to see the things that you're saying about yourself that are so mm-hmm. untrue, and mm-hmm. they keep you from moving forward. And boy, is that like the story of life in general, right? Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's my fun work as a book coach, is, is getting rid of the head junk. But, but also it's about process and it's about community. Uh, writing is so solitary, and I think mm-hmm. it's, when you got head junk and you're alone, it's really dangerous <laughs> No kidding. So the no whole kidding. notion of being with like-minded individuals who are working on books to grow their business, I think, makes my community really powerful.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just knowing how many authors that you've helped—I mean, God, what a what a—that's not yeah. a feather in your cap, girlfriend. That's a headdress. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I is really that. something. I'm I'm very very envious. I wish mm. I I had those kind of accolades to share. But it just it goes to show how. Much of a niche you've created for yourself, and that's what I love about NSA is is you can really, when you do good work, mm-hmm. people will shout from the rooftops and spread your your name around to get yes. you business because, um, you know, it's a close knit group and and yeah. we're very much about sharing resources mm-hmm. um, and and just being a, a solid community from that perspective. Um, and I I just love that about NSA. So let's transition a little bit and start talking mm-hmm. about the business aspect of it because you know when I first uh, kind of like decided I was going to write my first book was a memoir about my my late husband, and I'm like oh I can write, oh. and so I got the you know I got in the stupid gas around writing and I was like okay I'm going to learn everything I'm going to go to writers conferences I'm going to do this what kind of writer do I want to be you know I got all excited, and I started to get really. Um, cynical about the writing industry because of what I was uh, uncovering, you know, everything from the Seven Sisters and traditional publishing to getting an agent and then having your book um, proposal submitted. And if you write fiction, it's a completely different process. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, Crazy. I got really discouraged. And then I just I, I kind of took a detour and just started writing what I was doing in my work. And the things that I loved around creativity and the creative problem solving and cognitive psychology and all the things that really interested me. Mm -hmm. And for me, it then didn't become about, oh, I'm going to be this, you know, big author who's going to write full time and everything, which was a a total shift because we have such a, um, and I'll say I did, but a lot of people have this kind of picture in their mind of what it is to be an author. Mm -hmm. And now that I've, you know, written seven books and, self-published and kind of gone and learned a lot of hard knocks and everything about mm-hmm. the business, I can really see the business side of it. And I think coming through the lens of a solopreneur, which is also a solitary uh, yes. profession <laughs> for all intents and purposes, you know, it's like we wouldn't even know that COVID happened because we were working at home anyway. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> but I think that um, for A solopreneur who really wants to leverage their expertise through publishing so that it works with all of the aspects of their business is super important. So talk a little bit about how you first start working with an author who wants to leverage or build their platform with their book. And what do you do regarding learning about their business, coaching them from a business perspective, as well as from a publishing perspective?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I usually start with a strategy session, and the strategy session is to create the strategic plan for the book that aligns with the business. So what I first need to understand is, what do you want this book to do for your business? So do you want it to be a calling card for your business? Do you want it to be... um, uh, an added revenue stream, and and there there are many boxes you can check in this uh, right. list about what you want your book to do for you. Is it the curriculum for your coaching practice? Is it the curriculum that you would use for? Uh, training course or a workshop. So really understanding how it's integrated into your business is one of the most important things that I do. And really understanding clearly what you want the book to do for you. So understanding your why around why you're writing this book.
0: It helps with focus too, doesn't it? It does.
2: It does. Uh, And then we develop the strategic elements for the book that are the thesis statement, the targeted reader, the structural outline, and uh, and then we create a project plan for the book. So I just started uh, a client. Uh, this what, Was it today? Yes, it was earlier today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're so busy you I, don't even I know, I know how much you've done know, already today. <laughs> I know, I
2: did. But I started a new client. Today. It was so much fun because we're talking about her business, what her goals are. Now she's really just getting her business established. Uh, a lot of times I'm working with folks with more established businesses, but it's, it's really fun to, um, to talk about the book, what it needs to do for the business, how it needs to align, and then we uh, create that plan together so that we're building the right book. Because the worst thing yeah. you can do is invest all this time and energy into something that's not going to serve you well.
0: Oh, of course, of course, and you know one of the things that I'm noticing more and more. I'm actually in the process of writing uh, my next book. It's called Flying Solo, and it's Mm. part memoir, part survival guide for solopreneurs. Oh, I love it! I love it. (laughs) The 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 first um, the Flying Solo is going to be more like a practical, tactical guide about Mm -hmm. marketing and business development and things. And then I'm going to do a a, I don't want to say sequel. This I'm getting to a question, believe it or not. (laughs) I don't want to do a sequel, but I'm going to do, there's two books that are in my head right now.
1: Mm-hmm. And the
0: second one is called Soaring Solo. Oh, and, yeah. and this is kind of surfaced through my work with not only the podcast, but with um, Pappy Club is that there's this softer side of being a solopreneur, especially with my solopreneurs who are very focused on a lifestyle business. They yeah. could have a team, right? But they're still their main goal is the lifestyle. Yeah. And So in Soaring Solo, it's going to be addressing everything from spirituality around being a solopreneur, health and wellness, your mental mindset Mm -hmm. attitude, um, you know, taking risks, uh, facing fear head on, all of those types of, you know, kind of intangibles. And I'm just so excited about these. So the reason why I I told you a little bit about that was I wanted to ask you, when when you're working with an author and developing this business strategy – how many times or do you also include the idea of doing several books, like maybe giving them it's like when Hollywood, when they sign an actor like for Star Trek, when they when they came out with the new cast, the young people of all this, you know, Chris Pine and all those guys. You know, it's like they sign them to like a five episode contract where they're doing five versions of, of Star Trek over the next 10, 15 years. Do you also get into that as part of the strategy, helping them see where there's potential for additional books to follow on
1: terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment
0: whether you want to write a book to help build your business or it's simply a passion project writing is a powerful form of creative self-expression. If your ideas will transform the lives of others, what are you waiting for? Let it pour out of you. A writer's journey is just that, a journey. Be honest, be real, and most importantly, be yourself. But if you're struggling to get it done, confused about how to tie it into your business, or dealing with a chronic creative block, get the guidance to get it done. If you want the creative fuel, the nurturing, and the challenge to make your book the best it can be, Pappy Club is the place for you. Join Pappy Club and discover how you can express your perspectives through something that strengthens your brand, your business, and supports the lifestyle you want. Try it for free by visiting PappyClub.com, and that's P-A-P-P-Y-C-L-U-B.com to sign up now, and I'll see you there.
2: In fact, yeah, it's sometimes even the other way around in that somebody comes to me and what we realize is we're unpacking this idea for the book, for the first book or what I'm working with them on. We realize that there are many books that are in there. Uh, so we have yes. to unpack and, and to look that at the sense. whole franchise, if you will, of products or books that they're going to be developing is, is really critical because you can only work on, in my opinion, one book at a time. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you figured out how to do two at once, I'd let me know. But, um, but basically, <laughs> yeah. you can only really devote your time, energy, focus to one book. So right. it's figuring out what is this book, what are, what are, what are the other books,
1: mm-hmm. but
2: uh, clearly saying, okay, this is for this book. And this information, it's great stuff and it will connect, but it's it's for book two or three or four.
0: Excellent. Yeah, I think that that's really important. And I could see mm-hmm. it going one of two ways from this perspective of the author, as in like, oh, I think there's like three books here. And the author can go, oh, cool. So I could have three, you know, three books to bring in attention and revenue. You know, the more the merrier. It makes me look more important because I have more books yeah. out. And then the other side could be. Holy crap, I gotta write three now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or or sometimes one of my authors came to me and he had this big honking manuscript and it was like, Oh, I I think you've got three books here and he was actually delighted because it was like, Oh, okay, we can get one out and then we can get two out and uh so yeah. on. So
0: I think it's a good thing, you know, especially yeah. the way people are so snack-size focused these days. You know, it seems like mm-hmm. the, in nonfiction in particular, yes. well, this may be true for fiction as well, but um, that people like the shorter stuff a little bit more, something they can get through maybe on a commute or two. You know, not that Absolutely. a lot of people are commuting right now. but No, but the uh, whole
2: idea of something accessible, something mm-hmm. that I can digest, that I can take in, that is elegant. Too. It's, it's not too much. Uh, So just enough. (laughs) Now, what do you
0: do to stay on top of uh, reader trends uh, so you can guide your clients in a specific way that you're, you know, helping them draw out and and lay out their book in such a way that it's going to be more appealing to their audience?
2: Well, a lot of times my authors are really in tune with their audience. So I don't need to know all reader trends because really the author is probably writing a book for his or her clients, Right. So it's really getting the author in touch with who their target market is Mm. as a business person Mm. and then making that translation. So it's helping them get really clear on that ideal reader and that ideal client. And having and that, know, that picture, yeah.
0: Kathy, that's so important in marketing in general.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, is. it's like, it, it's amazing. It's like you have to know who you're speaking to. Yes. And if you don't know who that is, got to figure it out. And that's why people are like, well, I want to serve all these people. And I'm like, no, no. what are you going to say? You yeah. can't say something that's yeah. going to resonate with all of those
2: people. No, and the more you can speak to that little niche, Uh, that they think, oh my gosh, she gets me, she gets me.
0: That's what you really want. Yep, Yep. same thing with any kind of messaging uh, in marketing Mm -hmm. copy or any and even any product uh, solution that you have. It has to be something that they're going to be like, yeah, hands down, for sure, it's going to solve my problem. All right, so let's start talking about some of the early stages of, now my listener could be someone who's considering their first book, Mm -hmm. Um, who may not even have considered a book or thinks they're in a business that (laughs) is not really appropriate for a book, which I don't believe any business is not perfect for some sort of book.
2: If you need to educate your customer in some way, then you probably can and should write a book. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I like what you were saying earlier about curriculum, because I'm I'm heavy duty into curriculum now because of what I'm doing in Pappy Club, because I'm trying to do mm-hmm. curriculum in a really smart way, but yeah. not a, oh, this is another course I'm going to have to work at. I have none of that inside Pappy Club. So I just, but I love that term because it really, it's about facilitating the learning and and giving it in in a format and a flow that really allows that reader and that consumer to, to transform what they're trying to transform and solve the problem they're trying to solve. So when we're looking at someone who's uh, just starting out, they're, let's say they're a first-time writer, mm-hmm. and they're feeling kind of majorly overwhelmed. They're like, <laughs> holy crap, okay, uh, where do I start? And they have head junk, and they have no strategy, and they've got a, a pretty decent business, but they're not really sure. What are some of the things that you would like to coach them around and, and have them think about?
2: Well, one of the main things I tell authors is it needs to be Story. It needs to be based on your stories. Your stories of how you learned it, how you became passionate about it, how you figured it out. how, um, And it can be client stories in, in that regard too. Those, mm-hmm. I still consider those your stories. But it should be based on your experience and what you bring to the table. So it should not be a book report of what other things that you've read, other people's books. I mean, not that we we, we want to, of course, reflect that we have read other people's books and we understand it. And that's been a great foundation. But readers are reading your book because you have some really unique experience. And I'm always wanting my authors to get to their own stories.
0: Mm. Yeah, I like that. And I was, um I, had Andy Lyons uh, on last season, and she was talking about one of her clients who had written a book, and the editor was, was it one of her clients, or might have been? anyway, she was talking about the acronym WKYS, and it was written all over this manuscript feedback from the editor, and, and she was saying that, what is WKYS, and it's, we know you're smart. And <laughs> and one of the what we were talking about was how we use writing to prove how much we know. Right, and that's why what you just said about story I think is huge because when you're share, showing not telling, right, which any mm-hmm. good writer knows show don't tell. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's you step into that person's life and you're having, uh, uh, uh you're sharing their perspective, you're sharing their emoting and and mm-hmm. everything that's going on. And it's, it's a much more uh, powerful way for the reader to extract what they need to extract. That was one of my big lessons, and I've said this before on this show, is that my big lesson is for allow the reader to come to their own conclusion.
2: Yes. You so know, don't, times, don't force it on them. <laughs> yes, a lot of times I will start with an exercise with my authors on writing a letter to your reader. And what that does Ooh, and, like and that. really thinking about the what what is going on in the heads, the hearts of your reader and addressing I really those. like that. <laughs> yeah, because then you're not it's not you're not talking to them from your head. You're really addressing the need
0: of their heart. Oh my God, Kathy, that's like a gold nugget for me. I because yes. I, I need to do that. Like I, I just kinda dove into flying solo and like working on the outline because you know, I've been stewing on it for a couple of years now. And mm-hmm. and but I love that because that's how I approached Pappy Club. You know, that's how I wrote my credo. By the way, I I very seldom run across another solopreneur who has a credo on their site, and I know you do. So (laughs) we're the credo sisters.
2: (laughs) Yay, yay. I have a pledge, too. (laughs) Yes, I saw your
0: pledge. Yeah, so you're serious, Mama. I am. Totally serious. But, but yeah, I really, really like that. Um, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it because that I think what that does is that helps. I, and I know it will help me stay really focused on my intention for the book. Yeah. So you don't wander off on these chapters. And just, I mean, how many times have you read something where it feels like the author just kind of wandered off down the hall. Yeah, somewhere you and you're like, it. what are yeah. you talking about?
2: Yeah. Cause you want the the author to be talking to you, your problems as the reader. And uh, so it's not about, I, I tell my authors this all the time. It's not about showing how much, you know, it's, it's not about you, I mean, yes, it is sort of about you, but it's yeah. really for your reader. And if you can yes. just get that shift in thinking of it's not what do I want to show my readers? I know, but mm-hmm. understanding their problem and saying, How can I help you solve your problem? It's a completely different shift in terms of where the ego is, and it is, I think a key to to effective writing.
0: Yeah. And that's probably where we know you're smart goes away. Yeah, (laughs) You know, when you're able to just kind of, you know, be vulnerable and just, you know, and that's one of the things that this show has really helped me do is like, I mean, there are times where I'll just kind of flat out say, I screwed this up and I used to do this. And, (laughs) you know, and, and and I'm like, you know, I'm at the point in my career where I would rather people get benefit from my flubs than me sitting up here thinking I'm all high and mighty and know all and you know what I mean? I just mm-hmm. I want to be real with people. I want them to yes. know that, you know, it's okay to fall on your face every now <laughs> and again. <laughs> we all do it. <laughs> yes, we do. So, let's tell me more about um the the strategy and 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 once so do you do you find that when an author comes to you with an idea about a book for their business, and through the strategic work you do with them in the beginning, the discovery, mm-hmm. the kind of a, you know, really digging into understanding the audience. Yes. Do you find that their ideas shift?
2: They usually do. Usually, they get additional clarity. The more we come back to that letter to the reader exercise, the more we focus on. Um, who the reader is and what problems they are trying to solve mm-hmm. then a lot of times the clarity comes through and um and and there is some shift in um either the thesis or the targeted reader or maybe a little bit of of both
0: yeah i like that i can really feel that because you know we it's like we we sell ourselves you know the 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 vision and we get mm-hmm. so super excited and mm-hmm. like locked on it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love the idea of having a guide or a coach who can help suss out more of what could be there. Mm-hmm. And and kind of like I said earlier, you're going to get yourself out of your own way, you know, get them out of their own way so they can really see the possibility or the gold nuggets that are in there. and. You know, you've done this so many times with so many people that you've, you've really honed that skill. Yeah. And that's a true gift. That's a true gift. And and I highly recommend anybody who's considering, um, you know, writing a book and, and wants not only a great process, but to get the help you need. You know, work with Kathy, you know, find somebody who can really be a good sounding board for you. Not that they're going to read everything you write, but just talk through the ideas. And I, I tell you, I am freaking flipping doing cheetah flips over that, write a letter to your reader. Because the the way I've done it before was like, dear reader, you know, like in the preface of the book, Mm -hmm. you know, dear reader, blah, blah. I hope you do. But to actually write it like you're speaking to them, to the intention that drives the intention of why you're doing what you're doing and how you really care about them and, Mm -hmm. and that they get a result out of it. I mean, that's, there's a big distinction there in my mind. There really is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the strategy And you've kind of figured out it's going to be one, it's going to be three books. What are some of the next steps that you guide them through?
2: Well, part of it is setting up a regular writing schedule. Now, Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily writing every day. With most busy entrepreneurs, uh, the possibility of carving out time every day is probably not realistic. But figuring out chunks of time that work for you so understanding your writing style, do you tend to work best with a two hour block of time versus a one hour? Are you a um, and this is going back to Allie Pleiter's uh, chunky method. I don't know if you know Ally. She's yeah. also an NSA member yeah, and uh, absolutely so good. And I love her chunky method, so understanding what kind of a a chunk writer you are, a small chunk or a big chunk writer, and then understanding where you work best. and it's not always intuitive, because I'm an extrovert, so you might think I like to go to Starbucks or Panera or... Come someplace. on, Kathy,
0: you told me already that you don't like to write, so...
2: <laughs> I don't, but sometimes I have to write. Yes, of course. <laughs> but, but no, but I don't write in a busy place. I like to go to the cave. I need to go to the cave to write. Yeah. Uh, now, I do ideation where there's more activity and more Mm -hmm. stuff going on. But, um, and then I also, even though I'm not a morning person, I really do my best writing in the morning. uh, Eight to ten, nine to 11, something like that. Mm -hmm. And so figuring that out for each author is really important. So they get into a regular schedule and then we put it on the calendar, not on the to-do list. If you put it on the to-do list, it will yeah, never you block
0: out the time. You yeah. have
2: to block out the time because yeah. your book will always be important. It will never be urgent. So mm. it's so critical that. Wow, you that's create big. space. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, that's big. Wow. That's a that's a big distinction. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Because that that is like probably the number one excuse. I know it's what I hear a lot is is the yeah. time. You yeah. Know.
2: And here's the thing. I do these two minute writing prompts that are incredibly powerful because it allows people to see what you can do in actually two minutes. And you can Mm -hmm. actually write a whole lot into it. And part of it is training your brain to not be so critical, to shut off that critical part of your brain and just just let it go. So to turn off... It's like a
0: warm-up exercise, like you stretch before you work out. Yeah. Yes.
2: So we do with my group coaching, we always do writing exercises, writing prompts, and they're usually two minutes, very short blocks of time to allow you to learn to write quickly and without Mm -hmm. editing and just let it go. And then you can see how much, oh, my gosh, I I, I wrote, you know, 200 words almost in two minutes. That's crazy. But but some of my authors do it regularly.
0: Yeah, isn't that awesome? That's really great. And, you know, and then it just kind of starts to fall together, doesn't it? Because it's like the writing of it is always what's so big in our head. I mean, that's like the Everest in our head when we think about writing a book.
2: But if you think about writing it in chunks, you write into your outline. You don't ever, you know, just start writing. No, you have an outline, you have a detailed outline, and then you write into your outline so that uh, every time you outline sit down, every time you sit down, you know exactly where you're going. You want to write out that story, you want to write up those interviews, you want to mm-hmm. write those three key points so that you have uh, some structure. Because what we know about flow is that. Uh, In order for us to get into flow, we have to have structure. We have to have boundaries. We have to feel like we are equal to the task at hand. So in order to create flow, we have to create some of those structural issues so that we can uh, go crazy within those boundaries.
0: I I love that. And and you hit on one of my winning formulas when I write is having a routine slash structure. Mm -hmm. So every chapter is going to be a certain length. It's going to have a certain, you know, structure to it you know with a to-do or an action at the end or a funny quip or something you know and and that really works well for me too but but you're right an outline is like your roadmap for it absolutely and trusting in your outline and it's okay to add something or combine as you're working through it, because it'll, it'll show it, you know, itself. It will if it's, happen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's organic. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is great. Well, listen, I know we could go on and on I about this, but <laughs> I wanted to just kind of get you started uh, sharing with my listener about what are some of the like upfront challenges that you need to really kind of look at, okay, this is real. I need to figure out my way around this in order to get going. Because at that point, like I said, you know, it's kind of downhill from there and I'm going to have so many great people on talking about publishing and self-publishing and, you mm-hmm. know, book design and and all those things as well as what's inside Pappy Club. So I uh, I, I am grateful for what you've shared on this show just here And uh, I'm going to let my listener know that there's going to be more from Kathy coming. So please stay tuned. She's amazing. (laughs) Please check her out. I have all her information on the show notes page. And Kathy, thank you so much for being here and sharing uh, everything that you're doing. You are an expert at this. And I'm so glad you joined us today.
2: Thank you so much, Terry.
0: Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply.
1: You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.